0: Good morning. When I started my consulting company, the premise was that the most, this was back in 1989, 1990, the premise was that most of the challenges that business would, would face over the next 20 or 30 years would be human problems, human challenges rather than technical problems. Um, and, and I thought that if it's human problems, the Torah should have solutions that, that aren't available to the general public. So if we could predict what the challenges are likely to be, and research in Torah to find solutions that would be interesting. And I started as a non-profit, because I wasn't sure where it would go. But that was the premise, and that was long before the time of Enron and WorldCom and Arthur Anderson, when and all these ethical um, issues caused the collapse of collapse of businesses. Um, and, and from that time, for many, many years, I took the view that there's only one stakeholder in a in a business in a corporation, and that's the investor, that's the shareholder who has risked capital, or the capital mm. providers could be a creditor as well. Anybody who's who's uh, put capital into a business and taken a risk is a stakeholder. Employees are not stakeholders; they can leave if they want to, and customers are not stakeholders; they can they can leave. And and, and uh, I, I argued that nobody else was a stakeholder. They're very important, important partners, but they're not stakeholders. Um, In August 2019, 181 uh, CEOs got together at a very, very important meeting called, uh, called the Business Roundtable and they decided that businesses, corporations have to regard all stakeholders as stakeholders. That means shareholders and employees and suppliers and creditors and the community and the world as they have to regard as as stakeholders in the business. Um, And in 2021, in January 2021, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, I don't know if they held it physically in Davos, probably not, it was probably virtual. Klaus Schwab, who's the founder of the World Economic Forum, argued the idea of shareholder capitalism, a new form of capitalism that you've got to think of of stakeholder capitalism. Mm. We used to have shareholder capitalism, and this is stakeholder capitalism. And Milton Friedman was one of the early big proponents of stakeholder capitalism. Now the argument was we needed to move towards, towards stakeholder capitalism, where all the stakeholders are seen as one system and not as separate beings. They're all an interconnected system, and you have to take care of the whole system if you want a sustainable business. Otherwise, the business is not sustainable. And that conversation is a hot topic at the moment in in business thinking. It's something that we're we're very involved in. Um, What's that all got to do with uh, with Te Yuma? So the question is, does the Torah have a view on that? Does the Torah have a view as to to what a stakeholder is? Uh, And we see in Al-Sugya, absolutely, the Torah has a view in many places, but this is one of the places where we see a view in the Torah. Where do we see it? We see it... From the Kashi, um, the, the Gemara asks on yesterday's Daf and Daf Memtes, the question was, Ibayeluhu, the Gemara asked the question, they asked, What happens, Shochat Vemes, Mahushi Khanes If the Kohen Godol on Yom Kippur has um, taken the blood from, the, from his par, from his, his bull, and the bull has been shechted, he's taken the, par, the blood, and he's about to go into the Kod kadoshim with the blood, and he dies. Does the next Kohen Godel take up from where he left and take that blood into the into the kodesh kadoshim, or does he have to shecht a new par, his own par, his own bull? And the Gemara goes into a very interesting discussion. On Daf on our Daf, the Gemara throws out an, a, an interesting idea and says, why are we even thinking of this? Um the tape, let us resolve this simply by saying the khatachi made to Baleagi. This is the case of a korban chatat who has no owner. The owner died. What's the din with a korban chatat? a sin offering and the owner dies. The din is that the, you've got to leave the animal to die itself and take a new animal. You can't use that animal anymore. You don't, you don't continue with the korban. So the power of the Kohen Godel on Yom Kippur is a korban chatat for the Kohen Godel and for the Kohanim. Um, and the Kohen Godel died. It's he. It's his power. He bought the power. So... Um, this is a Chatat without a Ba'ilim. The Chatat, you may to azla, and the Din is that a Chatat, where the owner has died, has to go to death as well. Omale Rabin Barav Ada Rav Rabin Barav Ada says to Rove, Amri Talmidecha Rav Amram. Your Talmidim said in the name of Rav Amram. So here the, the geography is important. Rove and Rav Amram are both Talmidim of Rav Sheshis. So Rav and Rav Amram are obviously close, and since Rav Amram is a Talmud also of, of Rav's Rebbe, something that Rav Amram said would be very important to Rav. So they say, Rav, your Talmudim said in the name of Rav Amram, Talmud of your Rebbe, si burhi azla. The ko- the power of a Kohen Gadol is a public power, it belongs to the public, and that din doesn't apply it doesn't go to death if the if the if the kohen does, dies why says rashi since it comes for him and for the kohanim and look in brackets rashi says kol kahal yisrael ba'adov and, and Rashi says in brackets again, although in that post it doesn't say that. That's why it's in brackets. So, so, so the idea is that there is no owner. The owner is the community. The owner is the nation. So it doesn't, the Kohen Godel dies, that's fine, the Kohen Godel died, that's tragic, but but it's not the owner of the power, but the Kohen Godel bought the power. So what is the Gomorrah looking at? How do you define ownership? The Kohen Godel bought the power, so he's the stakeholder, he's the shareholder, he owns it, he's the investor. Says the Gomorrah, but it belongs to the whole Tsibu. Well, why does it belong to the whole Sibu? The Sibu didn't put anything into it. Doesn't they didn't risk anything, they didn't buy the power. And, and in any case, why is it the whole Tibur? I understand it's him and, and maybe the Koanim. But why the whole Tsibu? The whole Sibu certainly have got nothing to do with it. Him and the Koanim, they put the money in. The Kohen Godel put the money in on behalf of his family, the Koanim. So I get it that it's their power. But what what's in the brackets of Ad Kol Kahal Yisrael? And when it comes to Girsaot, one of the um, fortunate things we have in Yuma is we have the Siach Yitzchak on Yuma. We don't have it on many mesechters. The Siach Yitzchak was was um, was, was uh, Yitzchak Nunes Weiss. His name was. He was a Rov in Livorno in the 18th century. Livorno was a huge center of of, of Yiddishkeit and of printing and of, of of libraries, and if you look on the map, you'll see there's a direct line from Spain to Livorno, so there was a, probably a lot of trade, so when the Spanish Inquisition took place and the expulsion, a lot of Jews went to Livorno, and Livorno became a hub of, of scholarship, of Tzambideh of Chachomim in Livorno, and later on, in the 18th century, one of the shining lights there was Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Nunis Weiss, the Siach Yitzchak, his son had a big printing press there, so they were involved in manuscripts. The Siyach claimed that he had seen all the manuscripts of the Me'iri long before they became public. Um, and he quotes the Me'iri. That's why he's so important on human, on because now we have the Me'iri. And the, um, he quoted the Me'iri long before we had the Me'iri. And his son, Rabbi Yaakov Weiss, brought the Diyosah Kenimibale Etoisvish to the public. We have it on the Chumash now. Every Bechoraz Gadolus has it. It's his son who made it available to the public because they involved themselves in, in manuscripts. They, they were really academics about, about it. So I wanted to see what does he say about the Rashi. He says in the Gershosh, you show him, if I look in my, the old manuscripts, it's like the Rashi with the brackets, says the Siach Yitzchak. So you've got to learn with the brackets, not without the brackets. It's easy to just take the brackets out because that's what the posok says. The par is for him. And you look at his vidui. What does the Kohen say when he brings the par? He says, Ani Uvesi. Um, but he doesn't say, kol Yisrael, until he brings the Seir. The Seir is for the Klai Kla- Yisrael. But the par, the bull, is only for the Kohen. So what does Rashi mean? Explains the Seir amazingly. He uses a principle that comes from, from Shavuos, and the Gemara and Shavuos, daf Yudalat, end of Perik Aleph of Shavuos, Lihiyoche uh, Kapparat Tsibur Taluibo. Fortunately I've got a copy of, of the Yitzchak. It was first published 200 years ago. It was published for the second time in the 1960s, and it's been out of print since then, and for the third time this year, it was published because of the Dafiomi. Um, so we're very fortunate. And he says, "Lihiyoche Kaparatsibur Taluibo. Since the Kapora, the atonement of the Tsibur is dependent on his power. Why? It's not their power. They're going to get atonement through the seir, through the goat. Because in order to be mechaper for the chayavim, for Klal Royal, the Queen Godel has to be a tzaddik. He has to be clear already. That's why he has to cleanse himself first so that he can then cleanse the public. So the public have an interest in the power. Therefore, the Siach Yitzchak says the public is a stakeholder in the power, even though they didn't put a cent into it. The Siach Yitzchak, using the Gomorrah in Shavuos, steps right into the debate of 2019 and 2021 as to whether the public is a stakeholder in a business. Do you have to be invested in a business to be called a stakeholder? Says the Siach Yitzchak, <laughs> if you learn Rashi that with the old Girsah, You see the public is invested even in things they didn't invest in because they have risk in it. Stakeholder doesn't mean investment, it means risk. Risk is usually created by investment, but not always. Sometimes you can be at risk without having invested in it. If a big corporation puts up a big factory with smoke billowing out and and stuff going into into the rivers, is it at risk? Yes, it is at risk. Did it invest in the business? No, not directly. Therefore, says the Seir Hitzchak, it's a stakeholder because it has an interest in the, it has, it's at risk in terms of the outcome. Klal Yisrael is at risk. If the, if the Kohen Godel doesn't do his par right, they won't get Kapora from their Seir. So they have an interest in the Kohen Godel's par. And he bases that on a Rashi back on, on Dafvov where the Gemara talks there about why are we only worried about the Queen Godel becoming Tomei from his wife or whatever, why maybe a Tomei Mace, maybe there's a Tomei Mace about, and the Gemara says, so you must say that that Yom Kippur is different, and Rashi says, kipurin um, kule Rashi says on Davvov, and on Yom Kippur, everything is a korban tzibur. And even his own korban, even though you might think it's a korban yachid, and a korban yachid, an individual's korban, cannot be dochei tuma, cannot push Tumma around. So if an individual becomes tame, then we don't say, so it doesn't matter, bring the korban in any case, because you've only got today to bring it. But if it's a korban sibu that has to be brought, and everybody's Tomei, or the majority of the community is Tomei, then we say, forget the Tume, bring the korbin. But for that, it's got to be the majority of the community. It says, Rashi on Davov, says the Siach Yitzchak, that Yom Kippur is like the whole community. So if there's Tume, you don't have to worry about the Kohen Godel becoming tome Mes. Because if the kohen Godel becomes t'mei mes, it's a korban sibur. If, it, if it's a korban sibur, you ignore the Tome Mace. Says the Yitzchak, Why is it a korban sibur? It's his own power. At least the power should be a problem. I understand the seir is a korban sibur because the community buys the goat, but the the bull, the kohen Godel, buys himself. Says the, says the Yitzchak, Stakeholdership is not dependent on investment; it's dependent on risk. And therefore, the, the, the shift, it was an incredible, I didn't think at the time, in 2019, when the Business Roundtable came out with that statement, I didn't think it was as big a shift as it's turning out to be. There are now massive funds that will only invest in corporations that adopt stakeholder um, capitalism. And stakeholder capitalism is very difficult because you've got to trade off. You can't always do do right by all the stakeholders. You pay your employees more. The shareholders suffer. Uh, you you add on price to the to the customers. The customers suffer. You, you're always you're always weighing off. And we're doing a lot of work at the moment in that area. How do you weigh them up? We've got halacha. It's easy for us. But in ordinary business, they don't have halacha. How do you how do you weigh up stakeholder interests and needs? So it's a it's a whole new area. But isn't it interesting how from a, a gemara in Kodshim in yuma on on avodas yom akipurim. Using the Siach Yitzhak from Livorno in the 18th century, we see an, an, an unbelievable chiddush that you've got to use to understand Rashi as it is in the old Gersos. It's so difficult that they took it out of the newer Gersos because the Rashi doesn't make sense unless you learn it like the Siach Yitzhak. The Rashi doesn't make sense because we define stakeholders as people who are invested in something and the public is not invested as the power. So how can you say, this is not kol kahal Yitzchak. No, this is the Seach Yitzhak. If you look at the Gemara Davov and you look at Rashi and Davov, you'll see there that it's about risk. And since the whole Tzibur is at risk that the Kohen Godel has to do this right, they do have an interest. Anybody who's at risk has an interest and is considered a stakeholder. Great.